Hello, good human, and welcome to this part two of our gratitude series on the Sunshine Project podcast. My name is Chloe. I am your host, and I am grateful for many things. Actually, I have a little bit of a childlike wonder that extends to the sound of magpies warbling in the background. You can probably hear them. It extends to the sunlight shining down through dappled leaves. It extends to the feeling of an empty inbox, which doesn't happen very often. And it extends to a deep and true feeling of gratitude for you, for your listening to this podcast, for your keeping up with the silly little things I post on social media, for your showing up just as you are every day. I am really, really glad for it. I wouldn't be here without you. Thank you for that. In this part two of our gratitude series, we are looking at the sunshine toolkit. So this is the point when we look at the practical side of whatever we're talking about. And this week, of course, it is gratitude. And I have worked on cultivating gratitude for a really long time. When I put it like that, it sounds like something that might be overwhelming or intense or require a lot of thought, and honestly, it doesn't. If you've listened to part one on Monday, which I'm really, really hoping that you did, then you know that the more you strengthen that muscle, the more that you clear those pathways, the easier it is, and it really does become second nature. So this Sunshine Toolkit is for you, no matter where you are in your gratitude journey, no matter whether you feel like you are the most grateful person alive, no matter whether you feel like you are still pretty lost on what the whole thing is, I want to, yeah, just dip in, just have a look, just see what we can do to cultivate gratitude, to elevate gratitude, and to make gratitude a really big part of yours and my life. As you may well know, each week the Sunshine Toolkit takes shape in a different way when I remember to do that. We've had a pencil case full of handy hints. We've had a canvas bag. And this week, I want you to picture our Sunshine Toolkit as a big plastic box. And inside the plastic box, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, sixteen smaller plastic containers in rainbow colors, in rainbow order, of course. So I'm going to open the lid of the clear plastic box. Squeaky. And I'm going to pull out a plastic container in, I think, the orange one. And inside this container, there are some packets here. And these are packets of seeds. And while this may sound like very clever audio mastery, this is a container that I have. I'll post a photo of it on my socials. It's my seed container. And the reason that our Sunshine Toolkit is taking the form of seeds today is because I think gratitude is one of those things that you plant and you tend to and you watch it grow. So let's open these seeds and see what we're going to be planting today. 
As always, when it comes to the Sunshine Toolkit, you can write something down. I love pen to paper still to this day. I did get an iPad recently and a paper-like film cover, like a screen cover, and that has been really good because it feels like writing on paper, but I don't feel a little bit guilty about all the trees when I do it. But otherwise, paper, pen, you don't have to feel guilty about the trees. I'm working on it in therapy You could write it in your phone or you could just think about it if that's the space you're in right now. So what are the seeds that we're planting when it comes to how to add more gratitude to our lives, how to cultivate gratitude, how to prioritize gratitude? Firstly, what we need to do is keep track of our gratitude. We need to keep track of things that we're grateful for. We need to keep track of things that we should be grateful for. Because I remember talking about it all the way back in like the first or second episode of the Sunshine Project. It can be so easy to let things just fly past us. It can be so easy to feel like we're being pulled through life and not to give the time and space and energy that the beautiful things that happen really do deserve. So a good way to keep track of the things that you should be grateful for from this point right now without even having to look backwards is to create a vision board. Oh, there is something so joyous about this. So I know I mentioned I feel bad about the trees, but I do tend to push that aside for this one because as I said, I like pen to paper, paper in hand, physical things. So you could collect a bunch of magazines, which are really cheap from op shops and secondhand stores. Or you could go on Pinterest and you could find images. You could print them out. Either way, wherever you're getting them, I want you to write a list physically or metaphorically of all of the things that you would like your life to look like in the future. I would like you to print them out or cut them out and I would like you to stick them down onto something. I've made many a vision board in my life and my go-to is a piece of plywood from Bunnings. I just feel like it makes it really solid. Like I feel like if it's all on plywood and I hang it on the wall, it feels like something I can't just stash in a door. So I recommend piece of plywood, all of your pictures, all of your ideas, all of your dreams and your goals. Not only is that such a beautiful thing to do while you're listening to a good playlist and like gluing down the things that you hope for because it feels really intentional. It feels like you are then making a plan to move towards things which might feel completely out of the scope of reality right now, but I don't think they will one of these days. And it's also really positive because it means that once your vision board is up on your wall, and again, that's where I want it, somewhere you see it every day, you can look back on that in a year two years, five years, six months, I mean, really, and see the things that have come into your life that were once a bit of a pipe dream. I have a vision board up at the moment. It's the same one I've had since the start of 2020. And while I have updated it slightly, I've added a few little bits and pieces here and there. Lots of it is still full of things that are now true for me. There are pictures of the Italian beachside when I'd never been overseas. There are pictures of an old cottage, which actually, funnily, I put them up because I wanted to live in a cottage one day. And if you're listening to this, you may know that we do, in fact, 
live in a beautiful 140-year-old cottage now, but my main picture, the one that I always used to gaze at and hope would find me one day, it turns out it was actually taken by Hannah Poochmarin, who ended up taking photos of Juniper Grove, the bed and breakfast that we renovated and that I manage. And I didn't know that she took it. I've been looking at it for years. And then I was looking through her portfolio once I'd hired her to see what sort of images of hers I loved and wanted to inspire me and her and the project. And there it was. If that is not manifestation or the Pinterest algorithm, I do not know what is. Mine is also full of pictures of travels in a combi van. I had just got my combi. Delilah when I made this vision board but none of it had come to fruition yet. It's full of pictures of highland cows and of chooks and of adventures and of the beach and honestly a lot of those pictures now look like they could just have been taken out of my life. And of course there are things up there like having a family and doing a TED talk which still feel like a bit of a mirage but There's something really special about looking at that and feeling like I can keep track of the things I have to be grateful for. The next practical thing that we can do to increase gratitude or to notice moments to be grateful for in our lives is keeping a gratitude journal. And I hear you, it's tricky. This is a habit that is hard to get into, but I will say once you're into the habit, it's a little bit easier to keep track of than you might feel. I have tried a million different gratitude journals. I've tried a million different journals in general. I've probably written 500 Dear Diary. I'm really serious about this this time, beginnings that have never reached an end. But there is a journal I really recommend. It's not specifically a gratitude journal, but it's part of it. I actually just got it from Kmart, but you can get them online as well. I'll pop a link in the show notes. It's called How Are You? Like the journal is just called How Are You? I think it was about 10 or $12. And it asks a series of questions, same questions every day, very easy, kind of on autopilot. It asks how your morning mood was. It asks how you did at drinking water that day. It asks for three mindful reflections that day. And I feel like it's a really great space to write down the things that you are grateful for just to do a little bit of reflecting and looking back and letting your cup be filled with the things that are sitting there quietly waiting for you to notice them. I found that when I vlogged, I felt my gratitude absolutely skyrocket because at the end of each day, I was going back and telling people about all of the lovely little moments that I'm glad I didn't miss. And gratitude journaling doesn't just feel good, it actually has really positive effects. So In 2005, there was a study done that has been published by Positive Psychology. And I mean, 2005 sounds like a really long time ago, but the idea of positive psychology, which is psychology not focused on illness or wants or negative things in our lives, but focused on the good stuff instead, 
was actually only really brought to the light in about the year 2000, so this was a pretty groundbreaking study for its time. Anyway, there was a paper published called Positive Psychology Progress, Empirical Validation of Interventions, which, again, I'm sounding like a psychology podcast there. I'm not, but they did research into gratitude journaling, you know, all the way back then. And they looked at a whole different range of things and they got people to sort of work with a whole different range of activities or of things they thought might increase gratitude. But probably the greatest result came from an exercise they called Three Good Things in Life. And I'm sure you can imagine they were asked to write down three things that went well each day and what, you know, brought those things about every night for one week, just one week. And they found that those people had increased happiness and decreased depressive symptoms for six months. Isn't that wild? Six months. It just makes me wonder if they kept going after that one week. It makes me wonder if they strengthened that part of their mind. Either way, I think you'll agree. It's probably worth writing down some good things that have happened in your day if it can help in any way. Like what is the harm in that? What are we losing? Gratitude journaling, especially something as easy as the how are you journal is a big tick from me. Okay, that's keeping track of the gratitude, but I hear you. How do we stimulate the gratitude in the first place? What I'm going to say is you need to find your gratitude hack. So a really good way to do this, if you have happened to listen to the podcast all the way through, is to think back to our very first Sunshine Toolkit. And that's where we wrote down three things that make us glad to be alive. And quite often, the things that make us glad to be alive and the things that we're grateful for have quite a significant overlap. So if you feel glad to be alive when you're watching a sunset, then maybe you feel grateful for the chance to see those beautiful colours in the sky or be somewhere with a wide open sky. If you feel glad to be alive when you visit someone you love, maybe that's someone you're grateful for. I want you to think about some ways you can hack into your gratitude. For me, it's quite often being outside. Like I feel like if I'm outside, there are a million things to be grateful for. And When I say grateful, it doesn't mean that I necessarily need to stop and center myself in each of those things. I'm not like, oh, hello, little ladybug. I'm so glad you're here for me. Hello, small patch of grass in the middle of a shopping center car park. How glad I am that you graced my presence. It's not like that. It's just like, oh, nice. And, you know, as we mentioned last week, it's not about toxic positivity. It's not about pretending that the things that we're grateful for are the only things that exist, but goodness me, we can add some weight to the pile of good things that exist and balance out the pile of the tricky things that exist by noticing the things that make us grateful. Another little hack that I have been thinking about, I was like, what's a really quick way to feel grateful for stuff? I'm telling you right now, hang out with a child, preferably like under nine, or a dog. That's it. Kids and dogs are so grateful. They are grateful for your time, your love, your attention. They're grateful for the way the ball flies through the air. They're grateful for 
the feeling of the sun on their skin. So if you're in a place right now where you're finding it really hard to even figure out what the things are that are nice about being alive, what the things are that you're grateful for, then that is a great place to start. And the third little seed in our sunshine toolkit this week is actually just pinching one of my own hacks. It is to go for a walk. Honestly, I am a great believer in the fact that going for a walk, even if you feel a bit grumbly about it, even if you feel a bit foggy and like nothing's going to help, is going to help so much. Not only physically, like it is so good to get lungs full of air. It is so good to get our heart rates up just a little bit. It's so good to get the sun on our skin. But mentally, there's something about a walk that just untangles the mind, like with every step that not loosens. And when it comes to thinking about and finding things that we can be grateful for, yeah, a walk is a really good place to start just around the block, just, you know, as far as you can make it. But if you can go for a walk and then you can come back and you can't write down three things that you're grateful for, whether they are very acute, you know, a smile from a stranger or a stranger letting you avert their gaze or some nice flowers that you see, or whether they be more broad reaching, like you were just reflecting on your walk about a friend who checks in with you quite often, or the taste of a drink that you only drink at Christmas time, or whatever that may be, a walk is going to help. So our Sunshine Toolkit this week looks like keeping track of the things in your life to be grateful for using a vision board or a gratitude journal or preferably and honestly both. It looks like finding your gratitude hack and it looks like if all else fails, going for a walk, stretching those legs and stretching your brilliant mind. I am ending this week with three recommendations, which I was listening back to the last few episodes and I've got a little bit slack with the recommendations, but I'm not going to let myself keep doing that. There are three things that I recommend to you this week. One is an aid for your walk. It's a playlist I've got called Bit Flat and I like to listen to it when I am, in fact, a bit flat. And I find that the lyrics in the songs in that playlist and the beats and the rhythms really help just shake up my mindset a little bit and find things to be grateful about. And we all know that music affects our mood and we want to affect our mood in a positive way to let all of this gratitude flood in. And the second recommendation I've got for you this week is a book called Go Go Mama. I've actually been rereading it for the upcoming episode I've got on grief. It is a beautiful book. I wonder if I've actually maybe even mentioned it before. It's by Sally Sara, who's an ABC journalist, and she wrote Go Go Mama as she was traveling through Africa many years ago. She didn't write it retrospectively. She wrote it at the time, but it was published a while ago. And my uncle gave it to me for my birthday when I was maybe about 12 years old. And my uncle has lived overseas for his whole life up until actually about 10 years ago when he moved back to Australia and settled down. And he always used to say things to me like, you know, you don't know how good you've got it because other people have it really hard. And that is true. And in 
Bhutan, this is what the children are dealing with. In Afghanistan, this is what I saw. In China, you know, this is the difficulty that they face. And all of that is true. And I was kind of expecting the book to be a bit like that, a bit like, you know, when you don't finish your dinner when you're a kid and you're told that other kids in other countries would finish it in a heartbeat, which is not really helpful. Like it's true, but it's not helpful. But the book wasn't like that. And one of the things that really stood out to me, aside from the complexities around grief and loss and resilience, was the gratitude that so many of the women in the book feel for parts of their lives that have been unaffected or perhaps affected but not taken by the adversities and the experiences that they've found themselves in. So Go Go Mama is my second recommendation. It's also a good recommendation prior to the grief episode, honestly. And I wanted to finish today's episode with a quote because I find that my gratitude manifests itself in being really excited about things. And I think that's a little bit of a hang up for some people, maybe you, maybe not, when it comes to being an adult and being super psyched about stuff and being really excited and wanting to share it with people. And I know that technically it's daggy, but I cannot stop and I will not stop. And one of the reasons is this quote from John Green that I had on my wall as a teenager. I stuck it next to my bed when I was growing up. And that quote is, nerds like us are allowed to be unironically enthusiastic about stuff. Nerds are allowed to love stuff, like jump up and down in your chair, can't control yourself, love it. When people call people nerds, mostly what they're saying is, you like stuff, which is not a good insult at all. Like, you are too enthusiastic about the miracle of human consciousness. And that reminds me a lot of gratitude, and I hope it resonates with you, and I hope it made you smile. And I hope that you have subscribed to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. I've had a lot of people ask me how they can help the pod, which is beautiful. Thank you. I would say apart from subscribing, please send this episode or the last episode or any episode that you think hits home with you or with them to a friend or a family member or someone who will appreciate it. Because if everyone sent an episode to just one person then we would double our listenership and I've got some really exciting stuff coming up and I hope that many ears listen to it but at the end of the day even if the only ears that listen to it are yours I am very glad and very grateful to be speaking into them I love you good human I will speak to you soon bye This podcast was recorded and edited on Ghana land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.